0: So are you, ready, are you ready for the book of Matthew? Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 18 is where we land today. Uh, the book of Matthew is about us following Jesus, learning what it, who Jesus is, how to follow Him, what it looks like, what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus. Are you excited about that? Oh, we should be. How many of you know there's one thing about Jesus that I want to draw your attention to today, and that is that Jesus is Holy. And that if we're going to follow Jesus, that means we are going to follow after holiness. I love you guys. You're so, there's like, you guys are like, it's like enthusiasm central. And then sometimes it just gets quiet. I'm not picking on you, but let's just say it again. To follow after Jesus means to follow after holiness. Do we believe that talking about holiness is a happy and a good thing? Do we believe that? Do you believe, do, do you know that holiness and healing and wholeness are all, they all come from the same Jesus? They all originate from the same person. They all it's the same standard. And so we so when we bring up holiness, don't run for the hills. Oh no, he's talking about legalism and mean stuff. I'm talking about Jesus. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's do this. Uh, that's gonna hurt. Um, <laughs> We cannot follow Jesus and practice sin. We cannot follow Jesus. You know, See, the thing is, when you we've read this, we've gone through this, but when Jesus calls people to follow him, people follow Jesus together. They follow him in groups. And you'll never find, like in the Bible, some story about some person wandering around in the desert by themselves and like, hey, what are you doing, uh, Samuel? Well, I'm following Jesus. Well, he's not out here. He's over there with everybody else who's following him, right? No one follows Jesus alone. We follow Jesus together, okay? And so we follow Jesus together, right? And we have, and to follow after Jesus is to follow after holiness. So what do we do if someone who says they're following Jesus with us is has taken a hard left turn? If someone ha- well, pray for me, Amen. Okay. Well. By a hard left turn is is someone with whom, who, who, following Jesus with us, is hosting, uh, protecting, harboring, practicing sin. What do you do? How do we deal with that? Do we do we do we do we do we look the other way and say, hey, you know, Sarah, Sera, all the other things that aren't in the Bible? To each their own, far be it from me, all the little little bumper sticker statements that we have. Do we look the other way? Do we accommodate it? Do we adjust? Do we redefine holiness? There's a lively group over here. (laughs) Do we lower the standard? Well, our standard is Jesus, so I don't have permission to lower it. If I do any of those things, I essentially just stop following Jesus and start following a Jesus after my own image, a Jesus after my, of my own making. And that Jesus is neither Lord, Savior, or Messiah, or Healer, or Shepherd, or any of those things. So we come to this conclusion, disciples of Jesus do not tolerate sin. Now, I realize there's going to be some folks right now that you're Thinking, if I can get to my keys quickly, I can get out of here before it gets too far away. Far going. (laughs) Hang on. This we we this is we are not about to talk about um, harshness, hardness, meanness, punitive anger, hurt. We are talking about good news. We are talking about hope and mercy and redemption and restoration but we still have to say disciples of Jesus don't tolerate sin to, to tolerate means to allow the existence of something to to the occur, to, to even allow the practice of something the disciples of Jesus mustn't do that our passage today again is from Matthew chapter 18 i'm going it's going to be on the screen i'll read it you can follow along And after we read it, I'll need to give you a couple of comments about the context before we get into the text itself. You you okay with that? I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Verse 15, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. that's me not interrupting myself but giving you time to think about what I just said <laughs> my mom and dad are in the house and that's not unusual but here I'm when I when I think about my folks being in the room I, I, I think about the fact that they've heard they've heard a few messages a few times about from a few people and right now I'm thinking I know what my well, I, my mom but pr- primarily because my dad I know what my dad's thinking He's thinking about or he's about to think about and he's about to agree with me how many times this passage has been used in a clumsy and carnal way. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And how people only read part of it and then, and then butcher it and make it something else. I mean, you don't even get to the first part. Just between the two of you. Right. Yes. Right. Not... <laughs> not just between the two of you after you've called the prayer chain or your text thread. When I, I, Bible. If they listen to you, you have won them over, period. If they listen to you, you have won them over, and it's over. If they listen to you, you've won them over, and it is over. Well, this is good. But, if they they will not listen, they refuse to acknowledge, they refuse to participate, they refuse to agree, take one or two others along, so that, quote, this is a quote in Deuteronomy 19, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they refuse to listen, tell it to the church, and if they refuse to listen, even to the church. That's important. Even Those words are important because even to the church, the, the significance of that statement is one of the reasons why verses 18 through 20 are present. We need to be reminded what even to the church means. They refuse to, If they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector." We'll talk about what that means. Now verses 18 through 20 are could stand by themselves independent principles, all by themselves, right? If we just pulled up this verse all by itself today and it said, "'Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind bound in heaven, loose on earth, loose in heaven, truly, I tell you, if you agree on anything, uh, uh, ask for it, none of my Father in heaven, two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them.'" All of 18 through 20, independent principles, true. Amen. Amen. Exciting. I'm going back over here. Exciting. See? uh, (laughs) (laughs) But they are not inserted independently from the context in in 18. They are a part of, they are are general principles that are true independently, that are brought to bear upon the principles specifically laid out in in, uh, in 15 through 17. So these general principles are underscoring something for us. They are emphasizing something for us, and that is what we're supposed to see... and we'll see at the very end. Well, it, this is the significance of the church, and why that's is important, and why this whole thing is important. So keep that in mind. Put a pin in that. And we'll come back to it. Now, one of the things that has happened throughout the years, as in this through in Matthew 18, has been there's been at least two fairly large, uh, clumsy blunders that people have uh, done in pursuit of trying to apply this passage. One of those blunders is um, to, to read this and go, oh, what this is saying is, if Sean makes me mad, I'm supposed to go tell him that he made me mad. And if he doesn't say he's sorry and say that I'm right, well, I'm going to go get Rod and Dan, and then we're going to gang up on Sean and make him admit that he was wrong and bad. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to get more and more people to gang up on Sean until he admits that he was wrong and mean to me and pays me back or says he's sorry. Yes. <laughs>
1: good.
0: As silly as I just made that sound, that's how people have done it. Yeah. They have said, this is, a, this is my textual license. I'm going to weaponize the words of Jesus and use them to go after people that I, that I have a grievance against. Yeah. And that's 100, percent not in the Bible. Right, right, right. Not one red ink is in here is, is licensed for you or me to say that Jesus said, uh, "You, I'm going to, I'm going to go after everybody that offends me and tell them how offended I am." On, right. yep. It's not in the Bible anywhere. Right, well, what about leaving your gift on the altar and telling the person how mad you are at them? Not in the Bible. Leave your if someone, if you have hurt someone else, leave your gift on the altar, make it right with them, then come back. There's no Bible for, by the way, I'm bitter at you and need to tell you about it. No, now you just have two things to repent for. Your bitterness and your gossip about it. I can't believe people don't even see that. It just happened recently, just recently. Someone said, Well, I need to tell you I was I judged you. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you shouldn't have, and no, you don't. The other thing that is not in this, and I'm gonna explain specifically about it in a minute, the other thing that this is not is this is not, let's get a posse and hang them at high noon. Somebody did something wrong in church, and the only answer is to publicly shame them until they don't come back to church ever again. Oh, we've honored the name of the Lord. So many stories, people get caught up and usually, Meg, come on, just let's be honest. Usually it's been some young lady that got caught in the compromising scenario with some other, somebody else. And the only solution clearly is to drag them in front onto the platform with the Sanhedrin and humiliate them. That will fix it. It's not in the Bible. What is in the Bible? Well, let's find out. little cathartic expression. Are you okay? (laughs) This is about mercy. This is about hope. This is about redemption. And yet it still is about not tolerating sin. Those are not contrary ideas. We can be merciful, compassionate, redemptive, restorative, and have zero tolerance for sin because that's what it means to follow Jesus. Amen. Let's go home. It starts off. With, how do so we have to? If disciples of Jesus do not tolerate sin, what do we do? They address it personally. They address it personally. Look here. If your brother or sister sins, who's your brother or sister? This is Jesus Matthew using the words of Jesus. Who is who's who's this? What's the context here? Brother or sister? This is a fellow disciple of Jesus, a sibling in the Lord. This means that I have a responsibility for those I'm in relationship with. And that means that this whole thing is supposed to be handled in the context of relationship. Of, of covenant. And you should grit your teeth when you say that. Because covenant's tough. Covenant's about commitment and sticking through in it and, and forgiving and loving and putting up with stuff and overlooking a bunch of other stuff. Sorry, I'm here talking to the camera. Hello there. Our viewership just skyrocketed. This is about covenant. I don't. I don't. Easy. no. I don't. Ignore that. Just ignore everything. Come back to the Bible. I have no idea. Covenant. The woman you gave me. So. This is supposed to happen in covenant relationship. This can't, this, there, there is no possibility for any of this to happen with strangers or hostility or aggravation or if we're adversarial. There's none of that's here. Not there. No Bible for that. There's no Bible for a total stranger calling up saying I heard something, brother, you know, no. No Bible for that. There's Bible for covenant relationship. There's Bible for me. Come here, Brownie. There's me and Brownie are following Jesus, and while me and Brownie are following Jesus, don't get offended. While me and Brownie are following Jesus, I begin to, I begin to feel him pull away. He's take and he's, t- he's starting to take a hard right turn. And you know what I say? Not on my watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look over and I say, no, 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 no. No, just relax. So and then I, if necessary, I pull. I say, no, 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 no. And what if, listen, watch me now. Watch me now. If, if, No, this is not meant to just be silly here. Keep, refuse to come with me. He's not coming, so what do I need to do? I need to get, Sean, come help. Now, I need more. This is getting two or three. You feel what's happening here? We are not going to let him go on our watch. This is not a posse that's trying to hang him. These are brothers that are trying to save him. But I will not tolerate it. I'm not approving it. I'm not saying, oh, it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying it's not okay. It's wrong. It's horrible. It's grotesque. It's evil. It's death. It's absolutely wrong. There's no excuse for it. And you're not going down that path on my watch. So often, it's too often, because he starts to go. And we say, well, you better go. As I get two people, two or three, and we all just kick him off the cliff. Wow. <laughs>
1: 11
0: o'clock's fun. <laughs> now, real quick, you might see, I've already skipped it, but it doesn't matter. Your, your, Bible, your Bible might say, if your brother or sister sins against you, and you might say, hey, Dab, you didn't read the against you part. Well, here's the deal. The against you part is in many manuscripts, but it's in some of the later manuscripts. The earlier manuscripts are shorter, and it just says, if your brother or sister sins. Now, you might say, oh, "Well, no, are we missing something? Well, no, we, it, the shorter, usually the shorter read is the earliest. And and oftentimes, if we just let it be, it, it's... It, it's comprehensive enough. So, just try to think with me. If your brother or sister sins, does would that include Aaron wandering off the path? Yeah. Yes. Would it include him sinning against me? Yeah. Yes. yes, it would, wouldn't it? Right. But what if we said, if your brother or sister sins against you, against you? If we left that there, then that all that then that allows the possibility of two things. Number one, I get to use this, I get to weaponize this to to address every grievance this is about me mm-hmm. or number two it doesn't affect me I don't care right. 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 Oh. if it doesn't affect me I'll suddenly I don't have to read the rest of it oh they didn't Sean's not sinning against me he might he may very well be an axe murderer but he hasn't swung at me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> live and let live man I don't judge no. swing your axe <laughs> <laughs> there's a new axe murderer to this service you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> last, last service, I met with Tiffany one-on-one and we worked through the whole axe murdering thing. <laughs> well, we had to disfellowship her, but anyway. <laughs> uh, where in the world are we? Uh, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. You go. You go take the initiative. Go to them like you were going to, some, to someone to pull them out of the fire or out of the water. Yes. This is the mentality. Then you go and talk with them. Go show them the wrong. Sean, I love you, man. The Bible says don't be an ax murderer. You're an ax murderer. You need to stop doing that. I love you too much to let you be an ax murderer.
1: Right.
0: Right. And then if... And then if if Sean says, Dev, you're right. I will stop being an ax murderer. The Bible says, I've won him over. And that's when it's It's done. I mean, we might need to have the authorities and everything, but... (laughs) But that's when it's over. We don't. I don't. It doesn't become a a gossip ring. It doesn't become you know retold. We don't. We're not repeating Sean's history. We're not retelling it. We are. If if he and I can bring that thing and submerge it under the blood of Jesus, then it is absolutely destroyed. It is separated from us as far as the east is from the west. Amen. Bible says the Bible celebrates this idea. Galatians 6:1 Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or so that so or you also may be tempted. James chapter 5 verses 19 and 20 My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander back from the truth, should wander from the truth like Aaron was doing, and someone should bring them back. Remember this: whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. Amen. See, there's, there's more. It, it just look at how the Bible describes that. There's, it's more, it's more powerful. The the act of restoring is exponentially more powerful than even the act of disobeying was. It's good. That's just good news. Yeah. But, but if what if they don't listen? What if go to Sean? Stop stop axe murdering. <laughs> Sean says, "I see that it's wrong. I know that it's I shouldn't do it. I'm not going to stop axe murdering." I need to. I want to. Whatever he, there, he gives me a bunch of excuses, but after us talking, like with Aaron, he he won't come. What you do is he says you, the, Jesus says go get two or three more with you. That's not a posse to hang them. That's a group of people to help them. Right. The, yeah. Those two, those two or three come together, and we say. And, and now Aaron and, and Jay, we come over to we come over to Sean, and now we're together, and and we all are talking about it. And now, because we're all talking about it, they are witnesses. This is what Deuteronomy 19 says: they are witnesses. They are they are objectively seeing with us that this behavior must stop. And we have come into an agreement that it's wrong. But one and if he agrees with us, then we go. Then we then 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 see point number one. You've won him over. Hallelujah. If, if, but if, what if we come into agreement that it's, that it's wrong, but Sean remains obstinate, rebellious? Well, now, not only is he committed to acts murdering, now he's added rebellion and, 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 uh, and bitterness and resentment toward the church, all that. He's rebelling against the authority of the church, too. The, the, he's he, discord, rebellion, everything. It's shame on you. Okay. Um, <laughs> The, the small group of after we've come into agreement, we have come into agreement right? Those two or three have come into agreement about this thing and Sean has refused it. Now we after addressing it fairly like that, what do we do with the next thing? We address it openly. Now that just that doesn't mean that we put it in the church bulletin. okay there's no there's no numerical value. The, the point here is not uh, a specific number. The point is that it becomes, uh something that the the, the the church community however many that needs to be that's not even the point the point is that that there's a there is an, a there is an agreement in the church body that acts murdering is wrong and must stop yeah and we tell sean as the congregation Sean we the church of Jesus say this is wrong and you must stop at that point if Sean says I'm going to continue acts murdering then Jesus says, then you treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. And in that day, what that specifically meant was we do not fellowship with Sean anymore. Mm-hmm. We do not, we do, we, 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 we distance ourselves in relationship. Mm-hmm. What does that not include? Does it mean we throw rocks? Yeah, right. Doesn't mean we shoot. Yeah, right. We doesn't mean we start tying together a noose. Mm-hmm. It includes none of those things. Right. It specifically includes, bro. If you're going to partner with that, we can't partner with you. You need to feel that. If you're going to partner with that, we cannot partner with you. The Scripture tells us to be careful about who and what we partner with. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5.11, he says, But now I am writing to you, that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy or an idolater or a slanderer or a drunkard or a swindler or an ax murderer. <laughs> Do not even eat with such people. That's fellowship. That's partnering. We will not partner with that. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6, listen to this. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer, keep away from every believer who is idle, disruptive, and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. It is essential that if someone's going to partner with something that is contrary to Christ, that we do not partner with them. That's it. The reason for that becomes clear now. Oh, I get this. This is about what I'm partnering with, what I'm agreeing with, what I'm approving of, what I'm distancing from. And now we come back to verses 18 through 20. Now we see that Jesus is illustrating the importance of all of that through, by showing us what the deal with 18 through 20. Let's look at the why. Here's the big why. Are you ready? Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is here af- affirming the authority of the church as the regent of heaven to declare that which is lawful or unlawful. The, 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 what the church declares together, this is in the plural voice here, what the church says is right or wrong is, is needs to reflect heaven. She is the, she is the regent of heaven, therefore she has to partner with heaven if she's going to have the authority of heaven. Yeah. Right. If, she step, if she no longer partners with heaven, she no longer brings the influence of heaven. Then it gets more specific. I tell you, if two or three of you agree together, well, the, see, he's actually gone backwards. It started off one, three, church. Now it's church. Now he's getting very specific. You, this, this tribe, if you agree about anything, it'll be done for my Father in heaven. There is power in what you agree with. Yes. When you come into agreement, there is power. You, you empower that. You authorize that. And then the final the final big crescendo is this. As a matter of fact, not only is the church the regent of heaven, not only do they represent heaven, they have to partner with heaven, not only is it true that there is power in your agreement as the church, the, the big deal is wherever two or three of you are gathered in my name, there Jesus Christ is present in your midst. The power of Christ is present in your midst. If that's true, that tells us the why behind all of this. If you and another disciple gather together with an awareness of sin and a tolerance for that sin, then you are gathering together in agreement that that sin is permitted. And you have authorized that evil in your midst. What you agree with, you empower. Yeah. True. And more importantly this, if you and I are aware of this of sin and we tolerate it and we agree it with it and we come together in Jesus name, we have brought that sin, an awareness of that sin into the very presence of Jesus. that's why Paul says, brothers and sisters, 2 Corinthians 7, 1, seeing that we have these great promises, let us, since we have these great promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So while this is absolutely about mercy and about hope and about redemption, the underlying reason for it all is because We have to recognize who we are as a church, that we are the agents of heaven and that we exist to partner with heaven. And that is the only way that heaven's influence will be brought to bear upon the earth. So we cannot, we cannot, we don't have the luxury. We must not partner with hell. And where we gather, we gather in the very presence of Jesus. The Holy One. Therefore, we cannot tolerate
1: sin. Mm -hmm. We are standing on. Just now And I know that there
0: see how standing in the presence of Jesus accomplishes both things. It moves us to personally and passionately go after a brother or a sister and say, no, don't wander off. Don't go that way. Come back. It moves us to gather, to join hands with others and pull as hard as we can. Don't, don't, don't. Don't. And yet, with that same heart we also say we love you so much but nor can we abide sin in the presence of Jesus somehow this makes us it gives us
1: a compassionate
0: heart of mercy and a fierce and devoted heart toward holiness. All of it because we are standing in the presence of Jesus. I want to close with two challenges this, this morning. The first one is this. Well, they're both mercy. But I want to extend mercy first to those who have been who have been persons against whom this scripture has been weaponized someone has taken the words of Jesus and instead of using them to rescue they have been used to attempt to destroy you and you have been left with a scarlet letter of shame instead of left uh, redeemed and restored. But now we who live by the Spirit would seek again to restore you gently. And I pray that today you would have the mercy to be merciful to those who you may still be. You may still have hurt or resentment toward them. Listen, friend, that's not going to help you either. Release that stuff back to the Lord. Forgive and come near. And now for all of us, we are responsible for those we are with whom we are in relationship with. If we are in relationship with you, we have a responsibility for you. We are our brother and sister's keeper. And this morning, let me just say again we love you too much, and Jesus is too holy for you to be harboring or practicing sin in your life today. You are putting yourself at risk, you are putting at risk the authority of the church. And you could be insulting the very master who loved you and saved you by harboring that thing. So I implore you today, repent of your sin, turn away from it and come back, become near to Jesus. The scripture says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Meaning, it's over. Forgiven and cleansed. Don't leave this place this morning without making things right with God. Yeah, I feel like some of you are very acutely aware of a dear friend. And I mean, you. this is about relationship. But someone you're in covenant relationship with, a dear friend, and you've been too timid to ask them about an area in their life. But friend, that's not love. You are not being loving to them by ignoring what might destroy them. Ask for the Lord to help you. Stay close to Jesus and just imagine that you're trying to pull them off a cliff, out of the fire, out of the water. It's worth it. It's worth it. We must follow Jesus together. So Lord, by your Holy Spirit, give us the grace today to forgive others, Lord, give us your mercy today and forgive us our sin. And Lord God, give us wisdom and grace today to love other people too much than to let them fall away. This we pray together today in the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you'd like prayer today, we'll stay back. Have some folks that want to pray with you and for you. If you have a prayer specific thing you need to follow up with, we'd love to pray with you. Otherwise, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May it cause his face to shine upon you. Go in the perfect blessing and peace of God. The Lord bless you.